0: ladies and gentlemen Chris Fisher is about to Come on and just blow your mind in terms of what he has overcome, his challenges, his obstacles, his commitment to greatness, his, him growing himself. I'm so grateful when I get to meet people in person and really connect with them and give them a hug and just grow with people. Uh, locally is awesome. You know, me and Chris, we both live in Las Vegas, so uh, we had the pleasure of meeting up and connecting before he came on the 12-hour marathon. So so grateful for it, and uh, you know, just really want to shout out the power of local. local. Local events, live events, and meeting people in person because it really makes all the difference. He's going to come on and rock your world talking about resilience, being powerful through adversity. Before that, let's talk about the announcements. Are you a world changing human being, entrepreneur, leader, influencer? If so, I want to support you however I can. Whether that's coming on the 12 hour marathon and doing an interview, whether that is launching your own platform or podcast. I love helping people launch their podcasts. Or if you want to just work one on one with coaching with me, Coach Chris. I would love to explore that as well and support you however I can in developing your purpose, your presence, and your platform to be able to be your greatest possible self. So if you want to get a hold of me, Chris at beyourgps.com, that's the email. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash th3burns, or on Instagram at I am Millionaire Chris. would love to hear from you and hear what you are up to creating and how we could support each other, okay? Talk to you soon. Keep up the heat with that. Next, let's go into the iTunes review of the week. This week is by Feminine One, and Feminine One says, Chris Burns' podcast is filled with knowledgeable speakers and thought leaders. Love it. Thanks so much, Feminine One. I appreciate you. If you want to give us a review, go to BeYourGPS.com forward slash iTunes or search Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self on the iTunes store uh, or just search it on Google and you'll be able to find us and just tune in. Stay subscribed, stay up to date with all the latest and greatest. Like greatest possible self. These interviews are rocking. My socks, they're rocking, our audience's socks, and just we have the best guests. And I'm so so grateful for the lineups that we're able to create for you to make a bigger impact in your world. So, thank you for staying tuned and continuing to come with us on this journey. Couldn't do it without you. Let's introduce Chris And then we will bring him on the screen before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes. This guy is going to bring some fire to you to help you step into your GPS, your greatest possible self, and be ultra resilient. Chris Fisher of Cellular Wellness Solutions is based out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Chris owned and operated his own real estate appraisal firm for over 25 years and decided to embark into the health and wellness industry to make an even bigger difference and impact in people's lives. He's passionately sharing about a new health science that empowers the body on a cellular level to heal itself. And Chris is committed to working with people to help them break free from their limiting beliefs and realize their own power to create the life that they want most, to truly be their greatest possible self. And we're blessed to have them here with us today. Chris Fisher, are you ready to rock the house, sir? Let's
1: rock it. How are you doing today, Chris?
0: I am loving it, man. Just stepping into my GPS all day long. And thankfully, I have amazing human beings like yourself joining me to make an even bigger impact, dude. So I love you. I appreciate you. And thank you for being here, Chris.
1: And I and I appreciate and love you too. Uh, thanks so much for having me on today. I, I'm, it's quite an honor. Awesome,
0: awesome, man. So let's dive right into the theme of the day, which actually is inspired by you and our conversations. And it is the five closest associates. Who are those people? It's not just who are those people to you. And I want you to list off these people. But I want you to share about the difference that being aware of who you surround yourself with, like being aware of that. What difference has that made in your life? How has it impacted you, Chris?
1: It's made all the difference in my life. You know, I mean, uh, if I can just point out the the phoenix behind you yes. right there, yes. the, uh, the, you know, the phoenix represents obtaining new life mm-hmm. and rising from the ashes. Yes. And that's kind of what I did. I mean, I'll tell my story from the beginning, but, uh, you know, just so the listeners know what to expect, what's what's going to come from this is that, you know, I, uh, I went from making $250,000 a year to ride in a bus three hours a day to a dead end job.
2: Mm.
1: And, uh, so I I had some obstacles and some challenges to overcome for sure. Mm. So um, I I can truly uh, speak to the fact that, you know, who you choose to surround yourself around makes all the difference in the world. Mm. Um, Mm. My, uh, I have a lot more than five, but the ones I'm going to mention right out of the gate here are uh, my two sons, Cole and Carson, 13 Mm. and 11. Um, they allow me to uh, uh, focus on my dreams and uh, be able to, to see how they have that, you know, that kind of energy that you wish you could just bottle up and have with you all the time. I, I, I see that in them and I draw from that and it puts me back to my inner child. It puts me back to when I was five and I remember what it felt like that, you know, I had a feeling that I could change the entire world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. So those are two. Who else?
1: Yeah, uh, my ex-wife, Kim. She's, uh, she's a marketing uh, genius. Uh, she She's worked for a, a physical therapy company uh, here in town for many, many years. And uh, just the way she cross markets and she serves people and she helps uh, uh, bring value to everyone that she works with uh, has been a great example for me. Um, somebody that, uh, you know, showed up in my life two years ago in a Starbucks in Portland. His name is Russell. And he actually um, was a big part of, you know, being that one friend, that person that was able to help uh, open up all the doors for me to surround myself with people, you know, like yourself and people that are positive and energetic and um, that care for others and uh, are into self-development and everything. I mean, you know, you people we have people like that around us but you don't always see them and i had to be ready uh and i and i was because i was i was pretty much at the end of my rope at that point after uh very high levels of success and then 10 years which was kind of like my 40 days in the desert you know yeah yeah um and then a fifth person uh, i'm gonna uh talk about paul casper my best friend here in las vegas um a true friend, you know someone that uh, where I had a very high level of visibility and all that went away uh, the success and um, you know i went I kind of went from being an extrovert to an introvert for many years, and uh, that was the kind of friend that stayed with me through it all and always had my back and always encouraged me and uh, you know those are those are the people I talk to on a daily basis, but you know my um, the group of friends I have with me now through my business and in my life and that are across the planet, you know, in different countries. I mean, I I'm so blessed, you know, when the doors opened, uh, the flood came in.
2: Mm,
0: I love it. I love it. Chris this is so powerful. I can hear your uh, love and and respect and reverence and adoration for the people who are closest to you, man, and just totally cherishing them. It's beautiful. Thanks. Beautiful. I love it. So, let's talk a little bit more about who you are, what you stand for, what your clients come to you for uh today. What do you want to share with our audience so they can get a better picture of of what you stand for today?
1: Well, you know, I uh I think pe- you know people that end up showing up in my life are, are really they're ready for a breakthrough mm. like I was. You know, you tend what you focus on is what you tend to attract into your life. Mm-hmm. And so whether it's uh, a financial, relationship, um business, um, spiritual, you know, they're, they're a lot of people that show up in my life. They're, they're, they're really trying to break free, of something that's been dragging them down, uh, or find a way to, they're, they've been, they're tired of spinning their wheels and they want to uh, gain traction and move closer to the life that they really want. Hmm. Um, a lot of people have, uh, jobs, but how many people are happy with their jobs? You know, uh, a lot of people have a, a to-do list to get done every day. That's so freaking long and, uh, they, ne- they're never able to get it done. And then they're trying to make carve out time to uh, have time with the people that they love. And you know, that, that's a challenge all in itself. Yeah. So, um, everybody has, everybody has a, a moment in time, uh, where, huge stress stresses come into their life. Yeah. And I'm hoping that today what I can share about what I learned from those, those, uh, that period in my life, I'm, I'm hoping that some, you know, people will hear something out of it that will create an opening mm-hmm. and create a moment where of clarity to where they can actually really, uh, seize the moment today and make, and make a, a major breakthrough in their life. Mm-hmm. Even, even if it's a smaller breakthrough,
2: yeah.
0: small,
1: huge, it's all good.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Any progress is progress and we're grateful for that. And I love how clear you are on the intention of what you want to provide for our audience here today. I think having that clarity, having the intentionality is so important. And I love what you said about the breakthrough as well. Like you're you're really out to support people in whatever breakthrough they're committed to, whether it's financially relationally, health-wise, you're really able to facilitate that and and just be there for them. Like people have been there for you and supporting you and encouraging you and lifting you up. And I love how much of a, a giver you are and how much you love well, to contribute good. and serve people, man. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So we're going to go back into the journey now. We're going to talk about those challenging times. And um, I, let's start off with, hey, you were running a really successful business. Tell us about that and, and how you got to that point.
1: All right. Well, you know, you know, I will back up a little bit to, you know, my childhood and uh, I, you know, I grew up in a, a really dysfunctional alcoholic home
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it really, um uh, created in me, uh, an opportunity to, to become really independent, to be, to be, uh, uh, Sorry, <laughs> okay.
2: well, don't be sorry.
1: Um, you know, when you when you're five years old and you're you know you're cooking your own meals, you're doing your own laundry, uh, and you're you're kind of uh, you're, you're developing your um, survival instincts. Yeah. And that 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 was what my my younger years were like. Mm. Um, so what I did is I uh, I, I, di- I started playing guitar when I was very young, at about you know age five. Wow. And uh, I never had any lessons. I uh, I I spent my time in my bedroom, listening to the radio and finding out where the notes were on the guitar neck. Yep. Just figuring it out. Yep. And you know that that taught me the power of you know modeling. Yeah. Uh, that that taught me the power of how to uh, what you could create with your mind. Hmm and it it also taught me that uh you know when I started getting some recognition for- b- being a guitar player like in elementary school and stuff that uh you know it could also take you know take you out of the life you're in and take you somewhere else yeah so um that that really had a lot to do with you know developing me on who i became, who I became um you know uh around sixth grade uh work ethic became huge to me sixth grade I ended up getting a paper out. Mm. Uh, then in seventh and eighth grade, I, I, I worked for a sporting goods store, uh, you know, working in the trophy department, engraving little trophy things that went on the trophies for, for kids. Mm. And I ended up working for another uh, sporting goods store all through high school. So, you know, I always had money in my pocket. I had a car when I was a sophomore. Um, it just really taught me, uh, working hard could, could, could get you somewhere.
2: Mm. Wow. That's beautiful,
0: man. I love it. So it's like really from that very young age, you had responsibility, you had work ethic, you had independence, you had those survival instincts built into you. And I think that it's it's cool because when we're self-reliant it may not be the easiest journey but it also makes you for a a tougher uh, like champion in life you know no matter what life throws at you uh, you're going to get back up and you're going to keep right. going and you're going to be able to to stand against it and i think a lot of people today are missing that that resilience, that independence, that being able to fight for what you love and what you believe in and what you value. So I think that that's a, a huge asset that you had early on that you could really teach people about as well. And I'm sure you've you've evolved out of the survival instinct of you know scarcity and like fear and those kinds of things that you probably had to deal with a lot growing up. And you get to keep that drive and that intensity and that motivation and share with other people about that and really pass that on to them.
1: Well, and it may, it helps me be very empathetic and compassionate towards people too, and understand that, you know, you know, where someone could be coming from that, that's mm-hmm. in those situations, whether it could be a, a bad relationship, yeah. you know, whether it could be dealing with an addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so many different places you could be in life that are, you know, uh, lonely and dark and, you know, A lot of times people are, they're at the end of their rope and they just need someone to, to truly hear them and, and open up a door for them and they're, they're ready to move.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it, man. So you were kicking butt and building your, your work ethic in, in high school. And how did you evolve past that?
1: Well, um, it's kind of funny, you know, I I did go to San Diego state for a short time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a couple of things I'd like to throw in about, you know, just about my history is that, uh, you know, it was funny. I always, I, I, I became kind of an overachiever. I ran track, uh, I surfed, I boxed, I rock climbed, uh, and I, and I realized everything I was doing were solo sports. Wow. I never played one team sport. Wow. So that was something, you know, and I was an only child too. So I, I, I didn't, you know, have brothers or sisters and, So, you know, it was really important for me uh, as I was developing and becoming who I was going to be to open that business and run it for 25 years was a team was very important to me and family was very important to me. So that really shaped how I uh, how I moved forward with my business and became successful. Wow.
0: Wow, that's powerful. I love that. Now that you say that, I'm like, man, I always played baseball, uh, soccer, hockey, like those are all sports where I was, you know, on a team, and I really valued the team. Then I also did other things like dirt bike riding, which is more of like a, a solo thing. So it, it's just that's fascinating. I never thought about that as the components that shaped my psychology, and why I, I love teams so much and community so much. Uh, that's That's
1: really cool, man. Right. And now, and now, you know, the business that I'm involved in, uh, with cellular wellness and it, it's a total team business, yeah. a total yeah. team sport. And, uh, and, and I, I'm surrounded by the greatest people I could ever ask for in, in my life now because of that. Wow.
0: Beautiful. So what, what would you say got you to that level of, of success, uh, earning $250,000 a year in that
1: real estate business that you were in? Um, well. I, I, you know, I, you know, I really, you know, a lot of these things are going to be covered in the, the, the six steps of game on, Okay. but, um, you know, just, I think that, you know, ha- I was always ready. Taking action is so huge in your life.
2: Mm.
1: And I, I, sometimes without even thinking about it, I would just take action. A lot of times I didn't know if I was courageous or dumb, but I just jumped in and started, started doing it no matter yeah, what.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, especially in those beginning years of building the business uh, where so many people fail, you know, I mean, if I had to go out and cold call on businesses in the 110 degree heat here in Las Vegas, I mean, I was willing to do whatever it took to get yeah. out there.
0: Wow. Whatever it takes, man. I love it. So I know you, you mentioned that you have a, a formula to really empower people in their resilience, in their being unstoppable and achieving their goals. Let's dive into it, man. I,
1: I know that's something that's super, super important and been a huge benefit for you. Let's start with it. Okay. Uh, well, Game On is an acronym. Uh, the G stands for gratitude. Mm-hmm. Gratitude has really been the uh, rocket fuel for uh, for me turning things around, you know, I, I guess I should go, go back and just rewind a little bit and say that, you know, going from that success with the business to, uh, after the housing market crash, mm-hmm. um, I downsized about six times and that wasn't enough things just, you know, my infrastructure was so big with that business that, you know, uh, I should have probably pulled the plug a lot earlier than I did. And that was a huge me- uh, you know, lesson for me, mm-hmm. but, uh, I really, you know, when I came, when I came back from this, uh, I came back from way farther than below zero. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so being able to, uh, like I said, ride a bus for three hours, you know, an hour and a half each way to a dead end job and, uh, being able to, um, go through things like having to go through to the blood bank to donate plasma. So I had enough money for food mm. Mm. A- after having, you know, beautiful homes and beautiful cars. Um, you know, it, it does something to someone mm. and, and I, and I don't think that everybody needs to go, you know, to their rock bottom to, um, To have these discoveries, but I think that I've I've definitely gained some tools from it that I could share with other people and help them. Yeah. So uh, so gratitude is for me is like uh, the armor for your attitude. Mm. It uh, you know I don't start a day until I get up and I do uh, my gratitude list first thing in the morning. Yep. And when I do my gratitude list, I don't just do it uh, you know quick things like my kids and you know a roof over my head and you know nature i write out three or four sentences on each thing and if i'm and if i'm grateful for my kids i write about what what am i grateful for why what what brings me joy about them and the the process with this is i do it until i feel it mm. you've got you, you you know we we all get uh caught up in going through the motions with our disciplines and things can get stagnant i don't get i don't get up from the desk. I don't get up off the couch. I don't do anything in my day until I'm feeling it right here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, uh, you know, with intrinsic motivation. Um, so, you know, gratitude is one of my biggest pillars. Um, uh, I'm going to link service to this part of, uh, of game on and, and Gratitude can also, you know, be, be done in a form of appreciation and whether it's just, you know, taking, a stopping what you're doing for a minute and calling, uh, texting your children, mm. texting your, uh, your relationship partner, texting someone in your family, texting a friend and just saying, Hey, uh, I, I just stopped what I'm doing for a minute to let you know, I really, really appreciate you and I love you. You know, uh, that can be certain, you know, that can be considered service,
2: yeah.
1: uh, making up an appointment, going down to the, the homeless, uh, outreach in, in your city or whatever and, and, and helping serve doing little things. You got to do things to get out of your own head. You got to do things to get out of yourself. Yeah. And it's been, it's been huge for me. Yeah. Um, also, uh, you, you know, a little exercise in, within gratitude, you got to be grateful for yourself. And self-love and uh, uh, self-esteem, uh, it, 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 it's really hard for some people to uh, accept compliments, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, something that really helped me turn things around was just making a little list of things that I was proud of for myself for the day. Mm-hmm. The smallest things, Yeah. you know? I mean, if, you know... Uh, you know, let's say you went ahead and you, you, you cooked a meal for someone that was struggling and you went over to their house and you dropped it off. And, you know, you don't need to advertise this to the world, but, you know, you can come home and you can pat yourself on the back and write it down and say, here, here are some of the good things I did today. Because mm. we need to remind, we, we need you know, we need to remind ourselves of those things. Yeah. Um, and the book I'm going to share that, uh, you know, really turned this all around for me. Uh, you know, my best friend here in Paul uh, in Las Vegas, him and I. Uh went through it together and it's a book by Mae McCarthy and it's hmm. called The Gratitude Formula. Hmm. Uh, she talks about, you know, in business having your own CSO, which is your chief spiritual officer okay. and meeting with meeting with him every day. Hmm. And it really uh, promotes listening to your gut and your intuition and trusting yourself. Wow. So on to the A in Game On. Yeah. Acceptance. Uh, two words, own it, you know, everything that, uh, it, you know, is in your reality in your life. I, I think, you know, you've got to take, you know, you've got to own it. You've got to take responsibility. Um, I, by the way, I thought, uh, forgive me, uh, Jennifer Shaw, Dr. Jennifer Shaw was yeah. awesome.
2: Yeah, and okay. I
1: heard her use one of my, uh, things that I say, uh, you know, uh, compare and despair. I don't know if she said that, or if she said, uh, uh, c- comparing is the thief of, uh, joy. Yeah. One of those two things, but she, yeah. she hit on it. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, y- y- as you, as you're starting a new venture, you're having to try to have a breakthrough in your life or you're trying to turn things around, whatever it may be, you got to stop comparing yourself to other people. Yep. Um, Accepting who, you're, who, you, who you are. A lot of this comes to self-acceptance. You know, we all have our light sides. We all have our dark sides. Um, and I think, you know, I, 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 was, I was beat up in my life. I was really... Um, my self-talk had become so horrible. That uh, that was one of the biggest changes I made in my life was mm. the, the choice of words I used and the life they brought into my life, and then how I talked to myself in I a wanna, loving. Way.
0: I want to dive into that. Was your self talk good when you were successful in business, and then when you ended up like going downhill, so to speak? Is that when it started going? Your self talk started going down, and then you noticed that that was a, something you had to change to get back to success
1: uh that's pretty much how it went and you know i you know another big part of my story was after the housing market crash and after a divorce and after my two older kids being granted uh from the courts to move out of las vegas um and my grandfather passing away who was my best friend of my life i mean all the factors hit me hit me right mm-hmm. and uh so backing up a little bit to high school and college and growing up in a alcoholic home You know, I, it was funny, you know, when I was a young kid in elementary school, kids were just running around being kids Mm. and I was like on the back, you know, leaning against the back fence at the schoolyard, smoking a cigarette going, these kids don't get it, man. You know, they don't know what my life's like at home. Right. Mm. And so, um, where was I going with that, Chris? <laughs> you're
0: talking about your grandpa. You're talking about
1: Okay, um, right, right, yeah. right. So, you know, anyway, in high school, uh alcohol played a big role in starting to be able to fit in. Mm, yeah. And, you know, we've got a huge problem in this country. I mean, last year, 740 billion dollars uh was spent in healthcare on, uh, that's almost a trillion dollars spent, spent not just in healthcare, but in healthcare for rehabilitation wow. of drugs and alcohol. And we all know that, that the statistics of beating it, you know, whether it be the first time or five times through it, whatever the, 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 the statistics aren't good. Mm-mm. So we're spending that much money and people aren't having breakthroughs and they aren't you know, being able to beat it. Now I'm not saying people can't because a lot of people do and mm-hmm. I did, but uh I think a lot of people, a lot more people would if they uh or, would have the kind of breakthroughs that we're talking about here.
2: Yeah.
1: Wow. so um once again, uh alcohol was a big part of my story and you know, that that, you know, after I lost all those things and I went down that road, um yeah, my my self talk went from being a winner to not being a winner, and I had to definitely turn all that around to get back to where I'm at today.
0: Yeah, isn't it isn't it interesting? I think you talked about gratitude, how it's easy to be grateful on good days, um, but then on the on those difficult days, like it's it's so um, you have to really work with that muscle. You know, you have to really develop that capacity. And when we have success, it's easy to be grateful. It's easy to be like hunky dory. But when we have those difficult times, like the true uh, deep subconscious programs, the pressure causes them to to come out and causes them to to flare up and that's like it's like that true self that you haven't that people haven't done the work on to really make sure at the deepest level who are you being and what's what are you addicted to are you addicted to being grateful and happy when life is great but then as soon as it turns to shit you're like a miserable grouch and you're complaining and you're in scarcity or who are you? What are you addicted to? I'm addicted to always finding the gratitude, no matter how bad it gets. I'm addicted to serving people. I'm addicted to loving myself. I'm addicted to loving others um, and instead of being addicted to these toxic substances and things that numb and uh, help us run and avoid confronting Absolutely. that stuff. So I, I really appreciate you going there, too, man.
1: Well, yeah. And it's, it's important. I mean, I I think a lot more people than we realize are are struggling, you know, at certain levels. I mean, there's a lot of functional, uh, people out there that are, are using one way or another. And you know, it's bottom line is it's hurting them. They could be doing a lot better. Um, and you've got to be able to be grateful with nothing. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you don't have nothing. I mean, you know, I, I, it's, uh, there's something I not uh, jotted down here is that uh, when you when you take a when you make a list of assets, uh, you always show a profit. Hmm. And uh, you know when you sit down and you think about what you really, really have. If you know, I mean, you know, you've got you've got friends, family, a roof over your head, food, all the basics. I mean, you've got you got to start there. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think it's be grateful when you think. You have nothing. When there's a story that says you have nothing, or there's a story that says the world is is crumbling down. Um, but I think that ex- acceptance is a huge part of accepting where we are and not like trying to resist that or fight it. Owning how we 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 are responsible. I individually am responsible of why I am where I am today, and I'm the only person who can be responsible to
1: get me to where
0: I want to go as well. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So uh a couple other steps in acceptance here is just uh stop beating yourself up mm. and uh expectations, don't have them, mm. and live in the moment. Mm. You know, let the past be your past and don't future trip mm. uh because that, that leads to expectations. Just stay in the moment. The the person that's in front of you is the most important person in your life mm. and uh Something I wrote on the top of every page of my notes was, have fun. Yes. You got to have fun. Yes. You know, the uh, uh, that was one thing that really helped me through that time in my life, yeah. was always having a sense of humor, hmm. no matter how bad it got. Yeah. I love it. I love it, man. Beautiful. Thanks. So, so M, what- uh, M in- do you have another question?
0: No, M. Let's, let's rock it.
1: Yeah, let's do it because we were. I thought this was gonna go. I thought I was gonna be have a lot more time than this. (laughs) Make a plan. uh, Time to create and take some action. Um, You know, you've got to have immediate goals for the day, uh, and you got to set your short term and your long term goals too. Uh, Setting goals is such a big topic that you know we don't have time for that today. But I will say that if you're trying to break out of something, uh, if you're trying to you know free your mind from some limiting beliefs. Uh, if you're trying to make a change in your life and you know you're ready for a change, uh, then you do need to make a plan for that day. And uh, what I've found that helps me the most is doing something physical before you start making these plans to get yourself in the right frame of mind. And that could be something as simple as going for a walk. It could be something as simple as cleaning your house, putting on the music, rocking out and getting it done. But uh, you got to do something to break yourself out of your state of mind and your emotions uh, to where you're actually doing something. Uh, and then, and, you know, and then set one goal. Um, so the, what this comes to is, is that, you know, the realization of, you know, the, the power that you really, really have to create anything you want in your life. Um, you know, what's the, what do you, what's the one single force that controls the quality of our lives more than anything? Choice. Mm. Uh, we the three things that I that I tend to focus on is the fact that we get to choose what we what we focus on. Mm. We get to choose what we think. We get to choose the meaning we associate with it, and we get to choose what we can do about it. So, starting to realize that you've got these kind this kind of power just right here in the most expensive real estate on the planet these 6 inches between your ears man it's it's so powerful
2: wow dude i i love
0: it i love that you really dove in deep on choice and it's like how you interpret things, how you think about them, how you choose to respond, how you choose to keep moving forward in spite of those those difficulties. It's it's everything and making the plan is so essential to to lay it out, you know, not just say, okay, I'm going to shoot from the hip from now till forever, but hey, like I'm I am where I am. I accept it. I'm grateful for what I do have and what is. Now, how do I get to really where I want to be? How do I have a, a vision for that? How do I cultivate that? How
1: do I make those choices to get there right and that and when, once you realize you've got that kind of power, that leads you to start focusing on what is your why hmm. you know what do you stand for yeah. uh what are non-negotiables in your life and uh making choices like what are you going to start feeding yourself with yeah. you know are are you going are you going to feed your dreams or are you going to feed the fears yeah And, uh, wait, just making that choice alone right there, just starting to say, you know what, I'm going to start, um, getting on YouTube and listening to some of these amazing speakers, you know, 15 minutes a day, or I'm going to dive into an audible book for, for 15 minutes a day. Uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to change my entire diet in one day, but I'm going to make this one good choice today. Mm. And, and, you know something, you know, that's going to support me becoming better. So, you know, you've got got a lot of choices to make, but, uh, that's, that's a whole other topic there too. So, uh, the E stands for education, which Mm -hmm. we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, um, it's important to start running some top grade fuel, you know, through your body. Um, so, and that brings me back to who you're going to surround yourself with. And that's huge. you know. Like, so when I, when I was ready for this change and I, uh, my friend Russell in Portland showed up in my life, um, it allowed me to, um, to have somebody to, to talk to about not the negative stuff, but the positive stuff. Mm. And just making that a habit every single day. Then all of a sudden, someone else showed up that was more positive. And then before you knew it, I was surrounded by hundreds of incredible positive people. Yeah, But that was just the power of intention, the power of focus, hmm. and having the faith to step through the door. And that that's what changed.
0: So education was an essential part of changing what you focused on from negative to positive things and then uh, surrounding yourself with the people who thought at that level and, and resonated with that
1: energy and that frequency. At that time in my life, I was probably putting 12 hours a day into it. Wow. Yeah, just completely repro programming the computer up here. Yeah, bam! But you can do it. Yep. Just takes a little action. Yep. And and really everything we're talking about here today is an action step. Mm. If, if if you're if if you're down right now, depression has a hard time hitting a moving target. Let's get moving. Great one. Got to take some action. (laughs) Um, And and another thing I did too, you know, I'll share is that uh, a lot of the people that were successful in my field, I started jumping on their Facebooks and I started seeing what are they watching? What are they doing? You know, and I'd spend five, 10 minutes a day with people I didn't even know that were millionaires. Yep. Yep. Um, And a book that you and I talked about too, The Magic of Thinking Big. Yeah. By uh, David Schwartz. So um now we're on to um the on part of game on, and mm-hmm. that is O for optimism. And this is the the area where I I, I believe vision and envisioning your life is so mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Um you've got to spend time with yourself. You've got to start seeing yourself uh in the new change in your life, whether it's in the healthy relationship, whether it's, you know in the job that you love that you can't wait to get out of bed for in the morning, whether it's, you know, changing your body and, you know, starting, you know, walking for 30 minutes every day, but seeing yourself running a month from now, yep. whatever it is, you got to start seeing it. I, when I ran track at San Diego state, they used to lay us down on the gym floor and a, a motivationalist would come in and start taking us through our race in our mind mm-hmm. and the train yeah, professional athletes. I mean, they They do more of, they, they, they do half of their work is done in their mind, not just the physical training. Yep. So, um, you got to see it, you got to feel it. And, uh, that, that was the intrinsic motivation I was talking about. You know, there, you know, the, the opposite to that is extrinsic motivation Mm -hmm. and extrinsic is doing things you you feel you have to do. Those are hard. Those are things that are hard to get motivated about but if you really connect with your why and you feel it um the intrinsic motivation is what you uh what you like doing
0: yeah I love that because like it first has to come from within. You know, we, we first have to be able to generate it from within. If someone's like cracking the whip, so to speak, or you know, we're using financial pressures outside of us, or using uh, you know time pressures, right? Those are all extrinsic motivators. Like, oh, I'm running out of time. There's not enough time because I you know I want to find the man or woman of my dreams, or I'm getting older, or blah blah blah. It's like that's all extrinsic, and it usually uh, it's not sustainable. It's, it's really like, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's not empowering. And I think the intrinsic it's, you can constantly go back to that for fuel. And I think even, even like a more upgraded version or perspective is how can I use the intrinsic as the main fuel, like 80, 90%, and then tap into like what I don't want pushing away, like leveraging that to get an extra boost so that you can use both of the, the fuels whenever you need to.
1: Right. I love it, Chris. Great yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um. So the one of the last things, yeah, I just want to, you know, I wrote down what some of the uh, synonym uh, words were to intrinsic, and okay. they are inborn, inherent, native, mm. built in, deep-rooted, inseparable, permanent, essential, necessary, fundamental, vital. It's like one of your organs. You know you kind of need those, yeah, so you know that's how important this is is to be able to connect with that fire inside of yourself, I mean, and yeah. you know that's that's what we're we're really talking about here, no. um the n in game on is for narrative, and that is how important your story is mm. um narrative uh, means an account of your story, and um uh, it's really important that you know everyone out there realizes how valuable you are how unique you are and how you might be able to help someone else that no no one else can help. Mm -hmm. And that's because of your story. So, um, being able to uh, reach and touch others, um, you know, you, you've got to spend time also. It was very, it was a big motivator for me realizing that what I had been through was going to become a story that was going to, that was going to help others. Yeah you know i knew it was going to be hard to come clean with some things in my life that i had made some bad choices that i had had to overcome an addiction that i grew up in an alcoholic home but i knew that yeah, i'm not alone so i i knew i could use that all you know as part of a story to help others and that's why you know um as you, as you're going through these hard things to to turn your life around or you're you're trying to get something off the ground or you're trying to have a breakthrough in your life Just the thought that, you know what, this story is going to help others, gives you extra motivation to keep going. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I I love that it's, it's also, how do you see yourself? And I like to think of the hero's journey. And like, mm-hmm. am, I, am I showing up as a superhero? Am I showing up as someone who's really here to make a difference? For me, that resonates. I played a lot of video games growing up. So right. I like to be the hero of the story. It may not resonate with everyone, but um, for me, that was really powerful to say, you know, who am I being? How can I be the hero more? How can I serve people? How can I be generous? How can I be abundant? How can I be a leader who really makes a difference? And that also goes into legacy. You know, the narrative of your story Is what are you living into every day? What's your why, and what's long term happening because you keep showing up, because you're willing to put in the energy and the effort, and because you're willing to, you know, help people with their cellular wellness? Like imagine the impact that you are creating on the planet, sharing about that that new technology, this new way that people don't have to suffer with that old old challenges of the past of not having this technology, not having this ability to create wellness no matter where they're at. Absolutely.
1: Um, so I know you're going to have some other questions towards the end, but I did have a short story that I wanted to share with everybody because, uh, you know, I I think, especially when you get into a period of, in your life like that, where you're struggling with a major stress in life or you're struggling with a crisis, uh, you know, we have the ability to judge, you know, that this is a bad thing that's happening to me right now. Mm. Right. We also have the ability to, to attach a meaning to it, that this is a, you know, you know, it could be a good thing if you looked yeah. at it from the right perspective. Yeah. So, this story is about uh, uh, a king and a uh, physician. And the physician was his best friend. And something they loved to do together is they loved to go uh, uh, hunting together in the woods. Okay. And one day they were out hunting together, and uh, the king nicked his finger on a bush, on a thorn. And he called for his, his buddy and his buddy came over and he bandaged it up and he asked him, he goes, Hey, is this, this going to be okay? And he goes, there's no telling, you know, but you know, hopefully it'll be all right. So, um, they, you know, a couple days went by and the, the finger started getting, uh, infected, wasn't healing, mm-hmm. called for his, his friend, the physician again. And he came and, uh, you know, he, whatever, uh, medicine he had available to him at that time, he, he you know, tried to do some more things and rebandaged rebandaged it up. And, uh, you know, a couple of days went by and the King said, Hey, you know, can you come out over and take a look at this again? And the, once the doctor looked at it, it was becoming so infected that it was becoming life-threatening. And he said, We're, you're going to have to lose the finger. So he actually took the finger and, and. Uh, days went by and the the king was just got more and more angry he's just like you know how could something so simple turn into something so complicated and and uh, he called for uh he called for his friend the physician to be thrown in the prison underneath the castle just a real dark dank dirty horrible place to be
2: mm.
1: and and uh, one day the king went out and he was hunting by himself and he got into an area where he wasn't used to being. And he was, you know, he was there without his friend and uh, the local tribe ended up uh, taking him hostage. And one of their customs in that area was uh, to give a sacrifice at this certain time of the year. And what better to sacrifice than a king? Yeah. So they're getting him prepared for this. And uh, one of the the tribal leaders comes and notices that he is, only has nine fingers and he says, Hey, he goes, you know, we can't, uh, give this guy as an offering, this King, because, you know, he's not a whole man. So he let him go. And the King goes through, you know, finding his way back to the kingdom. And he, the first thing he does is you can imagine is he goes, you know, to his friend, the physician, and he says to the physician, Hey, he goes, I am so sorry for what I've done to you. You know, I've, th- I've thrown you in this horrible place. How can you ever forgive me? he's just so happy to have his life back. Right. And, um, his friend goes, he goes, you know what, you know, it could have been, you know, could be, uh, that's one way to look at it, but it's probably a good thing that you did throw me in here. And the, and the King was just taken back by that. He said, how could you say that? He goes, I've been so terrible to you. And I did this to you. And he goes, yeah, he goes, but I've got all 10 fingers. And if I would have been with you, they would (laughs) have sacrificed me. (laughs) So you never know what's good or bad, right? <laughs> yes
0: dang man that's that's because there's it's at every point there's an interpretation right like oh my gosh lost my finger it's like well the king can be grateful he has nine other fingers but that's not the the choice he chooses to make at that point and he chooses to take oh, out life his, is
1: unfair right <laughs>
0: take out take out his rage on his friend and then like all the events that transpired after that it's just like man you know every single moment every single moment a simple change in perspective can transform everything and i think that to trust the universe trust life trust god trust ourselves that whatever happens whatever challenges we go through i know uh, jennifer in the last interview she was saying that she was grateful that that accident had happened because yeah. she got to learn about her her power again to to think positive and create her reality and you you know you get to be so grateful that you had that period of your life that was so difficult because now you get to share about it and you have this story to make a difference in other people's lives. You have a narrative, you have the capacity to really say, I've been there. I've been in the depths of darkness and I'm back here to share about my journey, what, what it took for me to get out, what it was like back there. And uh, it just really creates tons of, of relatability for people who are
1: going through a similar challenge. So it's amazing.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Chris, uh, one, love it. One, one little, uh, you know, like you said before, the you know, it's how we respond to these situations in our lives. Yep, we attach the meaning to them. You know, when that when I was in my business, and the housing market crash came, you know, was I looking at it from the point of opportunity? This could be an <laughs> opportunity. Probably not. <laughs> I will. I'll look at it differently next time. That's for sure. <laughs> But, uh, you know, this is a saying that I absolutely love, a quote, and it's, uh, don't be afraid to start over. Mm. This time you're not starting from scratch. Yeah. You're starting from experience. Wow. You know, yeah. if if you get knocked down nine times, get back up ten.
0: Yeah. 100%. 100%. I love it, man. So if there was a, a final... Uh, you know, takeaway that you really want to give to our audience, anything that we haven't covered yet in this conversation, we'll share that and then we'll of course tell people how they can stay connected with you, what are their next steps, and then we'll jump into the minute to win it. It's a final uh inspirational minute of wisdom and encouragement for our audience, uh and especially the the one person out there who you think really just gets to hear this message and, and activate themselves, wake up and take action. But
1: first let's talk about if there's any final takeaways you want to share with our audience. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think we've pretty much covered everything. I, uh, I, I just want to stress the, the point that, you know, you've got, you know, a, a lot more power than you think you have, mm. you know, you, you know, that, that's why, you know, books like, you know, Napoleon Hill's, you know, think and grow rich. What's the yeah. number one word in that title? Think. think, you know, you've got so much power with your mind mm-hmm. and uh, you've got the power to Choose what you think about. You've got the, the power to uh, assign meanings to everything in your life. Yep. You've got, you know, you you just got the power to choose. That's, that's something that goes on my gratitude list almost every day is thank you for giving me the power to choose what I wow. think about. Wow. Oh,
2: that's beautiful, man.
0: I love it. So, Chris, how can people take their next steps with you and continue their journey with you, man?
1: Well, um, you know, I, I didn't talk much about my business. Uh, you know, one of, my, one of the businesses that uh, you, you had mentioned was the cellular wellness business. And what's so incredible about that business is, is that uh, it's the first uh, uh, consumer-based biotech company mm-hmm. in history that has a technology that has 33 patents on it wow. that Big Pharmaceutical doesn't have. Yeah. That you don't have to go to a doctor to get a prescription for this. Mm-hmm. that you can start you know you only have to ask yourself one question is does my body have cells in it
2: yep <laughs> well,
1: everybody needs it then yeah. so you know no competition it's something that everybody needs mm-hmm. and uh so i love working with people uh uh in that arena because everybody that i work with uh is like the people we were talking about you are surrounded by people that are working on self growth self development uh people that are um you know have time and financial freedom now and are having fun uh and and doing it while they're helping others mm. so that that's one way to get involved with me and the other way is uh I will put out an offer that if anybody uh has you know realized that they do need a breakthrough and they need extra help and they want to set up a a, a 30 minute uh, connection call with me then they can uh, go to my uh cellular wellness solutions facebook page and uh email me and we'll set it, we'll set up a time. Beautiful.
0: Beautiful. I love it, Chris. And so they can email you at solutions at gmail.com right? Correct. Cool. And then facebook.com forward slash cellular wellness solutions as well as where they can find you. Yep. And
1: Chris Fisher as
0: well. Beautiful. Beautiful, man. Awesome. I love it. Everyone, definitely stay connected with Chris. He's a freaking powerhouse. And Chris, I'm super excited to keep growing with you on this journey. It's going to be a blast. And let's bring it home with the minute to win it and uh, the greatest fire and enthusiasm and empowerment
2: upliftment that you got, man.
1: All right. No matter where you've been in your life, uh, no matter how many times you've been knocked down, uh, you have the power to come back. All you, all you, all you have to do is make a choice. All you have to do, you don't have to do alo- You don't have to be alone. You don't have to do it alone. Um, all you gotta do is choose who you want to be part of it, and let them in, and share, and start your own little community, and uh, and and choose to grow. Choose what you feed yourself. You can either, ch- you know, choose to feed the the dream wolf in your life, or you can choose to feed the fear wolf and uh we we all know where the fear gets you it gets you paralyzed it gets you to not taking action it gets you to uh uh feeling stagnant um uh, so many things to miss out on life so just start feeding your dreams and uh think big um but it all starts with just taking some small actions and the the, the smallest action can can get you going and get you out of the danger zone and get you uh, working again. Just realize how much power you have uh, right up here. Uh, you you have the choice to think about, uh, you know, whatever you want to think about, focus on whatever you want to focus on. And, uh, you know, I, there was one little thing that I think I had jotted down here that I wanted to get out. And that was, you know, p- people that focus uh, on success in their conscious are successful people that focus on failure, you know, experience failure, and the things that you focus on in your conscious are going to trickle down into your subconscious, and it's going to play a huge role of who you, attra- you know, what doors, y- you know, in the universe you allow, you know, open for you, what close for you, who you attract into your life, who you attract out of your life, uh, just just focus on what you're thinking about, keep it laser.
0: Mm. Keep it laser. Keep it 100. Absolutely. Chris Fisher, <laughs> you're the man. I love you, brother. And I'm super grateful for your presence here on the show on
1: Becoming Thanks great for having me, Chris.
0: As well as in the world, man. Doing so much good. Raising the vibration of the planet. Living God's message. Living love. Just totally showing up and empowered, man. I really, really appreciate you. Thank you for being here.
1: Well, thank you so much, Chris. And I love you too, brother. Awesome, brother. Have a great day. We'll see you soon, you, okay? You too.
0: From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality and make every day your best day ever.